What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are here. The throne live, live edition. And we are here joined by a very, very special guest. How we doing, folks? Oski is here with me in the studio live right now. Everyone say what's good to Oski if you're in the chat. Say what's up. This is going to be the first live edition that we do of the podcast. So it's going to be a little different today. Obviously, Friday, the episode is still going to go up in full on all our streaming platforms. But if you happen to tune in today, you just happen to be one of the lucky few that get the episode early. Usually, I record Mondays. So it's not going to be a regular thing on Wednesdays. But hopefully, starting now or sometime soon, every Monday, we're going to start doing these here on Facebook and maybe move it to YouTube in the future. But... Regardless of that, <coughs> I got Oski in the house. I got Oski in the house. What's going on, man? Hello, everybody. God bless everybody. Wow, it feels good to be back here. It really does. It feels good to do something with music. Yeah. You know, uh, a week before the last event that we were going to do. By the way, my name is Oski Gonzalez, folks. So y'all don't know who I am. Uh, I'm a music advocate, a local music advocate. I, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Um, the last show that we were going to do, everyone was down. Nobody was scared of the Rona. I was making fun of it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. And we had the, the plug pulled three days before the show. What? When was the, the show dated for? March 25th. And this was the Libertad? Libertad, Music Against Communism. Right. Uh, I had a partner named Jamie who, who stepped to me. He's a sponsor of Kryptonite, by the way. Thank you for sponsoring yes. the hottest show of the year. Yes, that was that was Thank a you. sick fucking show. Thank you for sponsoring Kryptonite 13. Yo, and that was a great episode. Uh, it if you was. haven't gone back and listened to that, go back and listen to the Kryptonite special, the most recent one. I thought it was a lot of fun, man. No, it I was. appreciate you letting it me really come was. through and do that. No, you know what? I try to make, and this is honest, man. I try to make the artists, I try to make the artists feel like how I would want to be treated. By a promoter. Right. You know, we do the posters, we do the pre-shows, we try to do a video, the interviews, and what you did by sponsoring Kryptonite and doing the interviews, that just took everything to the next plateau because, to me, the difference between uh, Yunoya, the difference between, um, uh, you know, Pinkfoot Goliath or, 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 or Macronium right. is that y'all haven't got, y'all haven't been seen by the right person yet. Y'all haven't had got your big deal yet, your big break yet, right? Because you guys are just as, just as good or even better than a lot of bands that are out and that are famous and that are rich. Well, so that's how it goes, man. You know that more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 I feel good when when we have, you know, all right, I need all y'all to sign the posters. It's because one day, I'm hoping, I'm wishing, I'm praying one day that one of you guys or one of us become successful on on a crazy like a pit bull level you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, mr worldwide like, man no I'm, really trying, no I'm talking about like honestly i'm talking about like on a multi-million dollar level you know right right i mean so and there's bands in south florida that can get there i i i've had this conversation with lots of other music advocates right and they all agree that we have a pool of some incredible bands that you know you have some cool bands then we have some bands that are just like you're like wow well you know that's the whole reason i started this show 
Uh, originally, it was to give my band a platform to talk about our art, our art, and um, obviously. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All, right, all right. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so basically, I've, I've, um, the, the whole reason that I started the show was to promote my band, obviously give ourselves a platform, and then also um, give the bands that I fuck with, bands that I like, like how you said, the bands that are out here that are talented that just haven't been seen, give them a platform to talk about what they want to talk about and express their art, like Macronium was yeah, like yeah, one of again, the first bands that that's, really that's gave the, me the that's, time of day. That's, there's only two people here, and that's like the fourth time we've mentioned Macronium. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? it They're so good. They are. You know? no, it's 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 It's... Macrony reminds me of Kiss. Very intense theatrical show. Very simple, cool songs. Yeah, I mean, I, I was never a huge Kiss fan. But, but you, you, what I'm trying to say is that Kiss's music is just infectious. heavy heavy riff, very simple. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing uh, Stairway to Heaven about it. You know, right. there's, no, there's nothing a Bohemian Rhapsody about it. It's just a straight... Straight song, and the way Joe writes, he writes similar to heavy riffs, simple riffs, like almost like a rap song, right. where the riff is just pounding you. Right, right. And I then see what you're saying. The, yeah. the show is the show is just the whoa, what's going on here, you know? Um, but yeah, Macronium. They're, they're, like I said, they're one of the first bands that really came and sat with me, and like I didn't know them too well, and. Uh, when you see a band like that, where the lead singer smashing shit over his head and he's got the full makeup That's on and, and the That's music dedication. is aggressive, they're not the most approachable. After a set, I was like intimidated by them. No, you know but what Joe's I mean? so cool. No, and that's what I learned. You know what I mean? So getting to know Joe, I was like, man, I would love to have him on the show. And so when I approached him to do it, I was like, ah, you know, maybe they'll do it, maybe you know, they said, won't. Fuck, no, he said, fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's all he says, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he was so down. And it was honestly um, like a moment where I was like, okay, like maybe I have something here because these guys make awesome music and they put on a great show and I like their stuff, their art, and they were down to come and talk to me about it. You know what I mean? So, And as I've progressed, I've learned from people hitting me up that I've never heard of from the local scene. Like, hey, man, I've seen you around. I kind of want to do an interview. Let me know if you like my stuff. Um, like... There's a lot of talent around here. All kinds of bands, not just metal bands. Right, right, There's right. And that's why originally that's how I started. I wanted to do all metal bands, but I ran out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's only so many that I really knew well no, enough but there, to No, but listen, there's, there's, right, so there's metal bands, and then there's hard rock bands that when you have a metal show and you have a really good hard rock band in the between of the mix of, of the metal bands, it's refreshing, bro. It's... And I, I just had the name of the band. I just had the name of the band. They played like four Kryptonites, and they're not metal. Can we put they're, that on vibrate? Yeah, I'm gonna turn this off. They're so, they are so so cool. Um, Tip of your tongue. No, no, Did no. Did they play the most recent one? Falsetta. Falsetta. Okay. Yes, I've seen. Yo, Falsetta is dope. Um, Falsetta. Is the drummer's uh, Roms right? Rom, yeah, Romulo. Oh, he's been on the show. But listen, th he's they're great. Not, they're, they're, they're not good. They're incredible. No, they're dude. awesome, man. I've I've had them on Kryptonites, and Romulo is a super cool dude. Yes. And the band is super cool. The band is very self sufficient. They come in, they set up, they do their thing, and they're done. 
and that's a good mix. That like for Kryptonite, you see a band like that, and people come up to me like, "Yo, that band, yo, who is that band?" I'm like, "Check the schedule, huh? oh, falsetto," you know, and like they weren't really metal, but they were like hard enough, and but they were great, right? So right. those bands mix in. They even have some of the punk bands that get down when we do the metal shows, you know, like Riot Agents. And, and you know, there's a couple of other other punk bands that, that get in where they fit in. They're really good, and they've been jamming for years. Um, I always love the out of town bands too. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have people from. I mean, that's how you grow the fan base. Well, and and, and the bands that come from out of town, again, going back to how expectations and how you want to be treated by a promoter. We get a band from out of town, like we're not gonna put them on last. And we're not going to put them on first. We try to put them somewhere in the middle where there's a decent, nice crowd to, to come see them because obviously no one's going to come, with all due respect, uh, you know, a handful of folks will come from Orlando to see an Orlando band and a handful of folks will come to see a Naples band or a Sarasota band. Right. But if you invite a band like that, uh, you know, for example, Voltage Head. They killed it at Kryptonite. I mean, and you, you had to put them at a certain time so that they can shine and they can get seen by, you know, the local bands out here that can help them garner some some fans. So now, if we want to go do something in Atlanta, all I ask is treat me the way I treated you. Right. I'm not going to ask for anything extra. Just treat me the way I treated you. And that's with the other promoters, the other promoters from out of town. And, and and we have to make that that network. And like right now, I don't even know. I Believe it or not, I've got calls from people to do events. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to be responsible to kill a bunch of people. And there's other events that are going on now that are underground. Right. That are just a bunch of, you know. Pretty much illegal right now. It's not, way. it's always been illegal, but, you know, pretty much getting a warehouse and just keep everything off of social media, keep everything on the download, phone calls, and some texts and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? No one's tweeting something. And there's jams going on. But at what cost? You know? When I came here to the studio, I got my mask right here, by the way. And all this stuff's been disinfected. So, you know, we want to practice our, our social distancing. And I think, like, six feet away, more or less. You know? You know, yeah, there's, we're good. there's... We can't touch. Yeah, we good. Kinda. So, and... and I think moving forward, what I really want to do is uh, I'm trying to rethink rethink the process of this, and I just want to be able to get like maybe some pavilions in a park and stay outside from inside of a club. Like my first show going back to Churchill's, and I spoke with Rat about it and the people there. Uh, we're gonna have to do it in the parking lot. Really? Can, yeah, I want to do the parking lot. I've always wanted to use the parking lot where the bus is at. Really? You know, fence that off. Yeah. Tobacco Road style, man. Uh, like I said, I wasn't around when well, Tobacco, Tobacco Road Well, Tobacco Road, listen, popping. Tobacco Road was a very small room. And towards the, the latter years of Tobacco Road, what made Tobacco Road so special was that we had the inside stage upstairs, controlled environment, uh, one sound system. You know, it was stationary. Then we had other spaces where we would put bands on a patio. In the parking lot. <coughs> and in the parking lot, 
you have it's a, it's a big spot. So we could fit fifty five hundred people there. So going back fifty five hundred? We had fifty five hundred people at Tobacco Road in the parking lot. So my question to you is uh where would people park? <laughs> that's my only question. You know, when churches gets packed, if that no, lot's so not open, it's like without, you gotta find some so peep dude. Game, peep game, peep game. I mean, let me know because if I can't park there, I'm park, I'm Churchill, sketched out. Churchill's, Churchill's, um, it's like any festival. You figure it out. If you've but been to Churchill's, I, you know what we're talking about. I would say I would say half of the parking lot. You know, split the parking lot in half, and just use use one part of it, fence the rest off. Or use some vendors to fence it off. And put the stage on the bus. And put the stage in front of the bus, outside. Like, what about on the bus? Uh, uh, How I, sick I, would that I, be, I, dude? Now, on it, the bus, yeah. everyone's down. It's like a riser. If they took, no, if they took. Just put yeah. the drummer up there. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they took the bus and they made it mobile like that or just made that turn into a stage, that would be incredible. There's a lot of things going on at churches. I'm not sure. Hold on a second. Go ahead, do your thing. I'm not sure of a lot of things that are going on, but um, you know, uh, I can't wait to go back and do some shows there. And like I said, I wanted to start doing stuff like maybe in Grunnels Park, uh, outside. I, I know some friends that have some properties down there in the Redlands. Uh, maybe down where we did um, uh, we did we did a Halloween show, the South Florida Halloween show, down over there in uh. And Chenebles, the winery, it's got to be got to be in a big space. I don't, I don't want people so close together because I don't think this coronavirus or whatever you want to call it, COVID nineteen, is gonna go anyway anytime soon. Unfortunately. So okay, l- let's get into that a little bit. What what is the future of shows then? I mean, like, I remember a day, you know, what I'm saying not too not too long ago where where. A lot of the bands in the community were like, ah, like, eh, I don't want to play at churches. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, ah, we play there all the time. The, e- even a little bit the last kryptonite, I heard a little yeah. bit of talk about that because there they was a little bit of rumors about moving it. Yeah, yeah. No, you we know? tried. We tried. We no, tried. No, I understand. No, no, but it ended up being a fantastic show anyway. My only point is, like, mate, all the shows that I just kind of played on autopilot, I wish I kind of handled them more. Like uh, Dominic Delaney, that that dude, every show he's like show 164. This is the one. This is my 164th show. I'm so excited to play it. Like for, he's counted every single show, and I kind of almost feel a bit like, fuck, man. I, I there's a few shows that I took for granted, and I haven't even been playing that long. You know what I mean? And I it, it took this whole thing to kind of go down for me to like really realize how much I love being on stage. Like the fact that we were just doing it every other weekend, like it was nothing. Like it just seemed like it was never gonna go away. Churchill's was always gonna be an option, or this other spot was always gonna be an option, and uh, it's just not the case. And so now I'm kind of worried. Like, are we ever gonna see a show like Kryptonite in this February? Like, how how far out is that scenario? Like, how long are we gonna do the outside shows? Again, for d- doing d- the masks? definitely. If if we cannot. If we cannot secure a venue that is outdoors, um, and we cannot secure a venue where people can like sprawl out, I want people to sprawl out, and we have to figure out some way with some kind of a misters or something to like put something in the air that's just gonna keep things, or maybe lights. 
I'm, I'm trying to think of like ultralights. They say ultraviolet lights kills the Rona. Uh, I don't know. But definitely try to keep stuff going during the day and in the winter on some cool days. Try to try to check out the almanac and see when is the coolest days in, in Miami, which is almost impossible. But yeah, Kryptonite would definitely be in a, in a new venue this year if we cannot use an outside stage or an outside setting. Uh, I don't want to be responsible for a bunch of people dying because they wanted to go to a metal festival. I, I, I can't do it. You know, I, I've been asked to DJ and uh, DJ private parties and I'm like, I can't do it. And I, how many people? A hundred people? No, that's too many people. I mean, I don't want to get my, my, my kids sick, my son sick. I don't want to get my friends at work sick. And, you know, it, it's, it's pretty serious. And seeing what's going moving forward, I know in in New Orleans they're not doing that to 2021, almost 2022. And here in South Florida, the venues that we're doing so so are, are it's a lot of venues closing. You know, you, who knows if they're gonna reopen? Right. You know, I, 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 as far as what you're saying is that I've always I keep telling people this. I say it again and again and again. Life is good. Count your blessing. Count what you have. You know, enjoy what you have. I miss the scene. I miss all the bands. I wholeheartedly miss you guys are my friends. At least I think you guys are my friends. <laughs> you know? I know like I miss hanging out with Jerry and I miss hanging out with Revolution and oh, and, and, and you. Right. And, and and you know, Jason from Salamara and Reggie and you know Mike. And it seems like everybody's going through some some shit right now. You know, I lost my dad yesterday to the Rona. You know, I'm really sorry about and that. And I, I tell you what, man. My dad was like me. My dad was a uh, he was a percussionist. He was a good father. He enjoyed life. He, he enjoyed life a lot. Weekend warrior would get wasted. You know, did all kind of things that rock stars do. Yeah. And lived a good life. I've answered about, I don't know, 200, 300 texts on my phone today of people saying, I'm sorry about your dad. And I've tried to text them all back and say, don't be sorry. Be sorry for the people that are in heaven that are happy. don't have to put up with my dad. My godfather's there. A lot of dear friends of mine are there that are musicians. And they, they, they were waiting for my dad to show up. Uh, my dad's best friends are there, and I'm sure they're like, my go my godfather. I'm sure when he saw my dad, you know, yesterday when he popped up, he's like, "Did you bring anything? You got anything on you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get stuff over here in heaven. You know, <laughs> you got anything on you? Oh, you know, man. so it's not. I haven't cried yet, and you know, I I'll cry. Eventually, but I don't think my dad would want to see me crying about it. And I know that he's definitely having a good time right now where, you know, where he's at. He might get thrown out of there, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So oh, shit. I know him and my godfather up there and uh, Johnny Aguilo's dad's up there with him. Yeah. That's crazy that Johnny Aguilo from Erotic Exotic, uh, my dad, his dad, my dad, and my godfather played in a band in Brooklyn together. For real? Yeah, when my when my godfather passed away, and my godfather passed away, he's a lot younger than my dad. Um, when my godfather passed away, 
I put a post, hey, you know, you know, I miss my godfather. My godfather used to call me wherever I was at, wherever he was at. This is before cell phones and everything. He would call me every year on my birthday and say, hey, and he stuck with the piano. Happy birthday. He would sing it every year, every year. I mean, without without missing, I would expect that phone call, or I would come home. My mom, would, hey, it's your godfather. I already know what it was about. <laughs> and so I posted a post saying how awesome he was, and that he used to play with my dad. And then I get a call like at three, four o'clock in the morning. I think Johnny was coked out or something. I don't know. You know, I'd be real about. It. I'm like, you all right, man? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this picture, bro. He's like, bro. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't know Bobby was your, your, your godfather. He goes, I know about you. I know your godfather. I remember when you guys came from New York. He goes, he goes, in that picture that you posted up, my dad's in that picture. He's three guys down with some glasses. He's a trumpet player. He used to play with you. And I'm like, what a small world. Yeah. You know? And... You know, I, I'm just, when you asked me to come on the show, I, I didn't know my dad was going to pass. You know, but I already told you I was going to come. So uh, that's another thing. Always keep your commitments. You know, and, and, and the scene. A lot of people, look, I'm going to be real. There's a lot of people that love me. There's a lot of people that don't like me. But they all respect me. Because yeah. if I tell you that this is going to happen, it's going to happen. People that don't like me, they don't understand they failed reading comprehension. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because you know how I roll. If you if if I'm if if I'm gonna do a show, I put the open call out there. You know, if there's a, if there's specific bands that I want to play, I'll make the phone call to the specific bands. But for the most part, it's an open call. Right. And then I send everybody an agreement. You know, this is the agreement. This is this is what's gonna happen. And I try so hard to honor that. And so far, I've honored it every single time. We, we had some shows where the shows ran a little late. Some shows ran ridiculously late because things that I can't control, like, fuck it, Dirk from, from Churchill's. That's, I, that's the sound guy? The sound guy, the real slow guy? Yes. He does great sound. Yes. You'll never get a feedback, Never. Just a little Very patient You know he's, he's His thing is not Keeping the show in time It doesn't matter You know How do you work With somebody like that Cause you've done it You've made it happen I've been there When things have gone south Between him And, and other bands that, that are there And that have problems With him Maybe talking to them A certain way Or treating them A certain way So when you know That there's somebody Like Rat Who could do the sound And be cool and you have this dude there. Like, does that not bother you sometimes? Like, well, how do you get around it, that it, as a promoter? Because you don't want um, anyone fucking with the bands. Because you don't, you don't, don't want it to be a bad look for you. No, and, and at the end of the day, I don't want the bands to beat up the sound guy, even though there might be times where, you know, I was married. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Sometimes, there's been times where I've, I've, I've had discussions with bands or with, with artists where the you know they'll show up late and 
and expect for me to respect them and expect for me to do what I did for all the other bands that showed up on time. And, no, you can't do and that. And I've had artists, mo- oh, I'll break your face. Oh, I'll do this to you and I'll do that to you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to walk away now. and I'm going to let you live. Uh, you know, just enjoy the night, man. Yeah, you know what? Because uh, they showed up late and they want to play, up right? Late. Yeah. And it's mostly, it's mostly, it's mostly artists, you know, the Trump track acts. You know, once in a while I get a couple of bands. For the most part, I never have issues with the bands. I could do, I could work with a band that has eight people on it and all eight people on the same page. And sometimes you'll have an artist that's just an artist and they're in La La Land. They're lost. You know, oh man, I know I'm late. What time do I go on? Well, let's see if God loves you. Go tell the sound guy that you're late. Maybe there's another person that, like you that came late and he'll put you on. But I can't guarantee nothing. Why can't I go on now? Because the person that is playing out here showed up an hour before and they're here and, you know, as you can see, it's a packed house for them. And how, but how do I deal with, with the, my team, the sound team? When it comes to Dirk, very patiently. I've showed up to shows and I've seen I've seen other sound guys they look like they were having a nervous breakdown. And you look and you already see that the stage is not set up and you look at the sound guy and I'm I'm a human. And I, there's one one sound guy we became really good friends. I've never met him before and I go, "Bro, you look like you could use a hug." And he's like, "Yeah, man." And I hugged him. I said, "Listen, looks like you're having a bad night." So Let's try to keep the show on time. Maybe let me talk to the artist and I'll start telling them, you know, do 25 minutes instead of 30. So when we get to the end of the night, we can get to the end of the night. But uh, obviously, you, you look like you're going through something. Uh, go wash your face. Try and focus. Here's the bands. It's basically off half hour. On the hour, just switch the stages back and forth. The back is being run by someone else. Don't worry about that. And let's get the, let's get it going, but like with Dirk and, and I, I don't have nothing personally against him. Uh, it's slow and stop. Go two speeds, like like like, like pixels, slow <laughs> and stop. Like my brother Pixels, slow and stop. Um, but I miss everyone. I haven't seen Pixels in months. I mean, he he kind of you know he had to. It seemed like he took like a leave of absence or something. No, well, even you before know, all this stuff happened, even before this, yeah, you know, he was having some problems with some computer stuff and all that. And uh, I got videos with him that are three years in the tank that, that, we, that we need to pop them out. Um, and it's just like with the Rona, it's just everything is just everyone's just chilling. You know, I, this is the first time since I was fifteen years old that. I have not done anything with music. At first, I was like, okay, that's cool. I needed a break. You know, God is making me take a break. Which the Rona did that. God, it, it gave the earth a break. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're the virus. Right. Without a doubt. So, in Italy, you can see the fish in, in the canals. Yeah, the, the, the sky no, started was, clearing up. There was no smog in California. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, the the just the, the fish were, the dolphins were coming up. Like it's just like the earth took a break, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't see when it's gonna end. I don't see with the leadership and the way that they're handling this worldwide that it's gonna end. 
if if the president was had common sense, I would have called a, a you know a UN meeting. You know, I don't I don't think they've had a UN meeting since he's been the president. I'm not sure. You know, get everyone down to the United Nations and say, listen, this is a worldwide problem. It's not an American problem. It's an everybody problem. Because so okay, America 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 doesn't have the runner no more. What about the rest of the countries? What about the other countries? It's only a matter of fact they're gonna they're gonna bring it back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so no, it's a worldwide issue at this point and there's no avoiding that. It's a worldwide issue and But how do we get past it in the music business? Because yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, obviously not since I was 15. I haven't, I haven't been involved in music that long. But um, as far as like, it's been a long time that I've gone this long without, you know, playing a show, having a band practice, sitting in the studio. You know, I've done like I said, we're working on some side project stuff. You know what I mean? So I was doing that, but just in general with like with Unoya with the main project, it's been a long hiatus, and so I feel a little bit out of whack. But um. It's a little hard to be motivated when there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? There's no, all right, well, we can start playing so shows by X. This is what I want to do. I, 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 want, I want to take things back to where I started. When I started doing promotions, we would do stuff outside baseball fields. We did a really big, a really big show called Hoodstock in Wynwood in 19. Hoodstock? Yeah. <laughs> and No, for real. DJ Rock, uh, my man Enemy. The whole KO Posse, uh, we had a we had a crew of cats that we had brought Fat Joe down from New York, and we had Fat Joe at the Carver Center on 62nd and 7th Avenue in, in Liberty City, and we did a huge promotion with that. And from that, we that's just, a big name. Yeah, seventeen hundred dollars at the time. <laughs> what um, the fuck? Yeah, uh, all in, all inclusive, seventeen hundred dollars. That's crazy. And so. Um, we did that show May twenty first, nineteen ninety four. It was a sad, it was a Saturday. I remember because the week before was uh, Friday was Friday the thirteenth, May thirteenth. We all got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why? Uh, because it? allegedly, 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 they said that we were um, doing illegal activities. And all we were doing was rap shows and concerts. And the money that was made for that was by businesses. You know, I had a car wash and a painting, a painting and a record store. So all those chops, all those charges got dropped. And then, you know, later on, they had other th other issues. But we ended up doing this thing called Hoodstock. And we did it in Roberto Clemente Park in a park mm -hmm. on a baseball field. That's where I see the future for me to be going. And to have a huge space with a really nice sound system and for everyone to just sprawl out on some blankets and just chill. And just chill and keep away from each other. You know, let people bring their own drinks, their own whatever. Probably get the city to sponsor. Get someone, like some municipality to pay for it. That way it could be a total free event, totally free on, on, on the beverages, totally free on the food. You know, maybe we can get a blanket company to donate a bunch of blankets that we can lay on the floor. I'm thinking outside the box. And once I do it once, and I have all the materials, all the blankets, and, and, and maybe the uh, city stage, it can be done over and over again. 
And that's where I see the future for me. For me, because I don't see myself being inside of a nightclub. Okay. And I actually think that's a pretty creative idea. You know? Now, the o- you know, when you did the show on that on that baseball field, I mean, was it mainly like hip-hop artists? Hip-hop it was, artists it was all hip-hop. So at that, you don't really have to worry about like, you know, mic and shit up. No, but, one, but, no but once you set up, again, once you get a really good back line, or we could do it the way we've been doing. We just need to get a, a good sound system. Once you have the good sound system, you know, in between we'll play some cool music and not not necessarily have so many bands, maybe a fewer bands, but have them more sprawled out where, you know, people can air themselves out and even, you know, keep a variety of bands, even more variety of bands, you know, have some metal bands and have so some rock more bands. more genre shows? Yeah, it's just, 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 just so that <clears throat> we can have music to be heard in the scene. Because everyone's doing these, um, like what we're doing now, we're doing a podcast, a live stream. Yeah. All the bands are doing it live. If if the recording, if the sound that's coming out is not impeccable, it's 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 a waste of time. You know, you wanna you wanna. I almost think doing a live stream is almost impossible with bands. So what you wanna do is get into a controlled environment, and record, and then fix that, and then. Present it live, like in a live stream, but pre-recorded, so that okay. so that the people that are watching it can get a high-quality show. If the sound is not good on on a stream or on a recording or on a video, it's it just it's, it's not, not worth gonna, doing. It's not worth it, right? And, and there's a lot of good there's a lot of good uh, people that are doing live entertainment with like bands. live stream shows. Yeah, they they like uh, I've seen that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a lot. Like um, something TV, what's the thing TV? Live TV or Vlad TV, where they record bands like on a pier or on a roof. Vlad TV is like famous, but um, yeah, I don't think he does that. But I know exactly no, who you're talking um, about. One of the local people, right? Balcony TV. Something like that. Like Balcony TV, they have another one called Jamming from the Bus. Um, that one I think I've heard of as well. There's a one recording of Zach Deputy. Jamming in the bus, oh my God, it's just ridiculously awesome. Um, and stuff like that. That's where it, it, I see the future hand in hand like that. To be honest with you, I, and I want to tell all the bands and all the artists, pay attention, this is what's happening now. YouTube. YouTube is the new radio. YouTube is the new video. YouTube is everything. You get... A million views on YouTube, a million spins on YouTube, or however you want to say it, you're getting 12 grand. Basic math. You're getting 12 grand if you get a million hits on your YouTube, on your song. I have songs I've had for four years. I got maybe 400 views on one, 1,200 on another, and people are like, Oski, are you supposed to be like the, the, the man of the scene? Why, why people don't support your music? It is what it is. I got 1,200 local people that saw it. Right. You know, it is what it is, and I, I don't, I don't fight, I don't knock it, but I'm gonna keep making music. Um, so like I was saying, I want to take things back to that Hoodstock vibe, a baseball park. You know, maybe even do a baseball park and encourage you know people look, bring your own ten by ten, make your own VIP section. You know, I wouldn't care if there was a bunch of tents and a stage at the end. 
That'd be hard. You know, that'd be kind of dope. It kind of have like a like a Woodstock vibe type show. Even you if said. you even if you take the tent and you do them caddy corner, where you put the you put one side down. And you put the other side up and you get into like a coop. That way people from behind you can see. You know, and you have a shady place where you could bring your own stuff, bring whatever you want, your own alcohol, your own your own drinks, and make it about the music. And make it a special event. That's that's where I see the future for doing stuff outside where everyone's in their own little space. Um everyone obviously Everyone has some kind of mask. We can give away some mask, something that's comfortable, something really light, just to have something to cover your face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all provisions that you're, as like, if you're going to put your name on something that you have to think about. I don't want to be responsible for someone dying. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, man, I think it'd be hard to hold a promoter responsible at of the course. end of the day. Uh, no, I would hold myself responsible. Yeah, yeah, but that's because you're who you are. But I, th- I think, in a lot of cases, not everyone is gonna have the same integrity. You know what I mean? So, they could find a way to spin it where they're not responsible. But yeah, I feel like it, at the end of the day, if you're putting your name on a show, you're not practicing the the best hygiene that you can, and someone ends up catching it from there. I mean, you do have part of the blame in that. And, and and getting back to what makes what originally made what, what originally made kryptonite, you know, so popular. And what originally made like um uh so I went I did I did a I did a, um a hip hop festival. What made that one pop is it you do them in venues that don't normally do that. You know, you're like, Oh well that's why they never had that here before. So I basically need some businesses that have a business where they have food and beverage coming out of a window or coming out of a door, out of a place, connected to a parking lot. What I'm going to use is the parking lot. And I've done it hundreds of times. I did it with the Cutler Bay Music and Art Festival over there off of, uh, I think it's called, it used to be called Cutler Bay Sports Bar. It's called... Yo, what about the RC Cola plant in Winwood? The RC Cola plant is is uh, or the it's a great venue. That it's a great spot, but the problem with that is that um also the Young Circle uh, Pavilion. Young Circle's great. It's young Circle's open. great. I think that would probably be the best. And Young Circle spot to is, do it. And they is, never uh, use that fucking shit anyway. No, and Young Circle is not it's not hard to do because I could step to the city and say, hey, listen, you know, this is what I want to do. You know, I, I've I've had this idea in my head for like a year now. I've talked to you about this before. Well, yeah, we've done something. We've I, talked. I, about I've done before they fixed Young Circle. Like right when they first fixed it, there was there was a guy named Dick Cassard. I don't know if he's still working for the city, but he used to book my band to play on the streets, and they would set up stages in the middle of the street on Harrison Street. They would just put a stage there, and they had like a like an art night where. There was different music in different parts of the street of the city and in Hollywood, and people would walk around with a map to go see different bands and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, also uh, that little stage down in Hollywood Beach. There's that little outdoor stage that uh, I don't know if they tore it down or if they just don't use it anymore. I think it's still there. There's a couple. I think there's like two. The I band think. show, yeah. I mean, again, and these are all spots that are just coming to me right now off top. 
But again, that we can make work outside. The band shell over there. If I step to him and say, "Listen, I want to do some metal band shit," they're gonna be. Hey, no. You just gotta put them on the bill and fuck them. Just put them on the bill. Say you're putting on a show, and then just put them on the bill. <laughs> That's it. Yo, you know what's funny? Um, when uh, when I play Revolution live. Oh man, that was awesome, huh? Yeah, that that was that was crazy. But um, we we told that company that was putting on that little showcase, um, Raw. That well, uh, it's funny. The guy who I did Hoodstock with, oh, I was a part of Hoodstock with. His name is DJ Raw. Oh well, look at that. Uh, came around full circle. But when we did that show, you know, the way we pitched ourselves to these to to this company to put us on was like, uh, you know, we're a, a heavy metal band, this, that, and the third. But we can also like do acoustic shows and shit like that. And so they're like, oh, awesome. So. Yeah, we're gonna have you on. You know, it'd be it'd be cool if you guys did an acoustic show. And we're like, no, <laughs> we're gonna do our full set, <laughs> like our full electric, full instrument set, and it was dope as fuck. And I remember, you know, we have like our little light guy. We have mm. our light guy, Malik. Well, you guys got a good light show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we started doing that. Show. I think like two years ago. And um, obviously, when we got the show, we we're like, well, they have their own light setup. I mean, but you're probably not gonna know how to use it. So what's gonna happen? So we set up the lights. And the, the revolution light guy was so good that he was like following along to to our light guy for the cues. No, no, that's all he does. I think and his he name was is so Noah. on point. The guy from Revolution. I think his name is Noah. I don't know, but our, really our, our boy went up there and he looked at the board and he's like, "Oh man, <laughs> it's so high tech up there. It's mm-hmm. like touch screens and shit." It, it it was such an awesome experience getting to play a venue like that. Um, hopefully we get back to, to regular shows soon, bro, you know, because I, I, there's something about venues, you know, Fillmore, Revolution, um, uh, Culture Room. Again, that's, that's something that until they come up with a vaccine or until they come up with some kind of cure, until the, the, the Rona fades away or kills itself or whatever, the world's not going to be the same. I don't see, I don't see people... Unless you're the president and you throw a rally and you're allowed to bring 40,000 people into an arena and you don't give a damn. But I see things being outside. I see things being more more open space. But I see them. I see it coming. It, it's it's got to be because we have to play music. It's not something that... Okay, so my favorite quote is, I make music. If money comes from music, then money comes from music. But I'm still going to make music. And that's like, I live my life on that. That's one of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life. And I, and I run with it. People say, what do you do? I said, I do music to live. You know, my day job, my day job was to keep me out of trouble. And just extra money. My 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 chunk of money I would make was is off music, is running a venue, doing flyers, doing posters, doing branding, uh, doing T-shirts and hats and everything that that offsprings off of music, business cards, flyers, uh, doing graphics for different venues. You know, at one time I was doing four or five venues. Damn. Doing the graphics for you know different just different venues. Yeah. And working with different promoters, they they were running the venues, and helping them promote, or you know, or just helping whatever I could do, and then doing shows in between that, and you know, and now 
I have friends that, that, that had four or five strip clubs they were doing all their graphics for. And now they're doing a lot of logos because people are starting up businesses. Everyone's trying to reinvent themselves. Everything's yeah. being reinvented now. So he's doing a lot of logos, but he's not doing any more nightclub flyers. And he was making, you know, a really good check doing that. There's a lot of businesses that you don't think about that get impacted by by shows it's, not going it's, on it's and all, it's all, places being closed. It's all the service, all service, all bartenders, all waitresses, all cooks, uh, all, ser uh, all servers, all dishwashers, valet parkers. It's, it's, it's a fucking shame, man. You this know, is when I do shows, people eat. So, for example, I do a show. We use Tobacco Road because they have a restaurant. Yeah. So I do a show. A lot of people come. The bartenders are making money. The cooks are making money. The bands are making money. The vendors are making money. The valet people are making money. No show. No valet people are making all money. All those people. All those people. All those, all those people. Even the guy that comes and cleans up the nightclub at the end of the night. And, you know, what's the what's what's it worth? To, if I owned a, a restaurant or a nightclub, I wouldn't want people to come get sick. I would have to reinvent what we do, you know, take out tables outside. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, I think the show that w that we end up coming back to, the first show that we come back to is going to be a lot different than what we were used to. And no, it's going to be a lot more appreciative. Yeah, well, the, the, like I said, the shows that we took for granted, we're not going <coughs> to take for granted anymore. And I think that's a great thing, honestly. At the I end can of the tell day. you right now, listen. So, just off the top of my head. The last show that I had in the books was Libertad. We were going to raise money for some, some unfortunate poor kids in Nicaragua. They live next to a landfill, and that's how they eat, that's how they live. With all due respect, that cause right now is a worse cause. There's a bigger cause now with this pandemic. Everyone's doing bad. So trying to raise something for someone else at this time is like doesn't make sense you know what I mean even though we're still better off there's people that are still better off but we're I'm blessed to be working same um, here and if you have a job you're blessed to be working yeah man a lot of people are not working and so you figure we, we couldn't do Libertad I couldn't do the homestead show that I do every year I couldn't do Headbangers Ball I couldn't do Natural Cure Fest I couldn't do my 420 show. We're talking about six shows already. I couldn't do Super Summer Jam. Man, let me tell you. Femme Fest. I was looking so forward to this year's 420 Fest, bro. Oh, man. The Headbangers Ball. The Headbangers Bowl, man. I was crazy. I was so fucking stoked, man. I thought that that was the, the one from 2017. The first one. The first awesome. one. It was one of the funnest fucking times. There's a show that I met TDM at. I don't know if you remember TD. Yeah, they're I remember. Really they, got new, they got a new lineup now. Yeah, but um, man, that I I just had such a great time that night. We we played such a crazy different set because we were loaded. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were all gone, far gone. And you you just play different. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different vibe. Everyone's man. feeling good. Everyone's feeling good. And uh, we what's had, going we on, had Javier? We got Javier from Seven Sins in the chat. Oh, appreciate that guy's you, awesome. man. Yeah, shouts out to Seven Sins. We had um, they're really good. That, that was a really good. I saw Seven Sins 
at the Hard Rock fi uh, finales for the Hard Rock Rising competition, and they killed it. They killed it. They, I think the lead singer did a cover of a, of a police song. Where's a? What is that? What what contest? So the is Hard Rock Cafe. The Hard Rock Cafe had a contest called Hard Rock Rising, and they would do it worldwide. It was like a battle of the bands battle type of thing. The bands. That's hard. I put I put I put it together two years in a row. After being a, a, a judge, one year they brought me back to do it, and um, they did the finals in Hollywood. It was bands that I've booked before. It was Innocence, uh, Seven Sins, and God, the band's front of it. It's a it's it's a really slim chick. They have a black drummer. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna know. Deja. Her name is Deja. The band is called. Oh my God! They're gonna kill me. I, they, I got them a, a, a Florida Power and Light commercial and everything. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Deja. The lead, no, the lead. The lead singer is a beautiful young lady named Deja. Their record company is called World Records. Um, uh, what's her? What's her? What's her name? Deja. Nah, I don't know. She won. They. They. they Innocence ended up winning, but it was Seven Sins, Innocence, and I'm going to say Deja Band. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember their name right now. Oh, my God. Now, if you're watching the show, drop a comment. Let know uh, if you have some questions for Oski. You know what I'm saying? If we have anything in the chat, I'll, let, uh, I'll relay it to you. Um, but yeah, Battle of the Bands, speaking of Battle of the Bands, Era's one. They were involved in the Battle of the Bands recently before this this outbreak, and um, the the first prize was, you know, you you go to the finals and shit. But they had gone to the second round. The second round was gonna go happen again up in Newport Ritchie at the Verona, and it got canceled. They had a chance to go play a metal festival in Germany called Wacken, and um, I, with as good as those guys are, bro, I I could I seen them taking it the whole way. Cause they they uh, they were showing me videos of the other bands that they went against, and really the only knock that that the judges had on Eras was their uniform or whatever. But they they, they dress how they dress, man. You feel me? Like they 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 look good stage to me. Presence, you feel stage me? presence. They have stage presence. I think it's maybe just the uniformity. All the other bands had like their get-ups, their gimmicks. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you have a, a look, there's nothing wrong with a look. If people are gonna remember that, you know what I mean. But battle, battle of the bands are—it's always weird how people judge, man. It's subjective. No, battle, I, I've done a couple of battle of the bands, and I've lost friends because of that. Because you were a judge on it. I lost friends because I put it together, and they were—they were part of the situation, and they just had a bad timing during their situation with the weather, and you know, with with just what it was, and. I keep telling people the only thing I can control is what I can control. I can't control the weather, but I, I cannot stop a show because it's raining and wait for you to come back when I have a certain amount of time. No, I totally get that. And I've I totally lost get friends. That. I've lost. I've lost friends. I've I've lost friends because of that. Because it's a tough they, gig. I, they couldn't get it. You know. That, uh, honestly, that's why man, I'm gonna tell you. That's why Jerry from Revolution doesn't do sound no more. That's why my man from Exotic Yayo doesn't do shows anymore. Why is that? Because of losing friends? Lou is, still, Lou is still doing shows. Lou is still doing shows, but if Lou's listening, he knows what I'm talking about. Mike knows what I'm talking about. 
Yader knows what I'm talking about. Jason knows what I'm talking about. If you put a show together, now you're not that cool band anymore. You're that asshole promoter. Now you're not that cool band anymore. You're the asshole sound guy. It's a thin line. It's a real thin line. A lot of people didn't even know I had a band. A lot of people didn't even know that I sang, that I did, that I do what I do. Just thought I was this promoter. You know, but I became a promoter because I don't like promoters. I, I, I don't like the way they would treat me. So I said, I'm going to become a promoter. I'm going to be a, a promoter that's going to be fair for everybody and give everyone an opportunity to do what they got to do and give everyone an opportunity to make money. Um, yeah, man. I, I think it was kind of the same thing as far as, like, you saw an opening for a promoter who would do right by bands, I, I and you took it. I tell you, again, so that in my band's the Oski Foundation. I've been given opportunities. Let's say I've been given an opportunity that you wasn't given, and I like your band. So I'm like, yo, Tobacco Road's going to shoot me $600 to do a Friday night in the patio. I got to do three sets. Why don't you guys come and do a set? I'll shoot you 200 Then I get another band to do another set. Now we show up as the Oski Foundation. Throw your name on the flyer. And like, who's these guys? Oh, that's you know, yeah, they're part of the Oski Foundation. Oh, who's that? Oh, that, that's Nature's Fury. They're, they're part of the Oski Foundation. The promoter or the booker will be like, Yo, Oski, who are these people? Forget about who are these people, man. Look at all these people we have here. You know, it's, so it takes a party of who's gonna come see me. Just off the table. Just to oppose to a party to who's going to come see me, see you, and see the other band. I've never heard of anybody being that generous with their time. Bro. With stage time, bro, people, especially with a paid gig like that, I've never it's, heard of it's, anybody it's, doing it's, that. It's, it's, uh, it's about making the long dollar. It's about making a show that's going to be just a, a, a one-band show into a three-band show. The numbers don't lie. At the end of the night, the bartender... Is gonna make three times as much amount of money. The venue's gonna make more money. So I split the money against three bands. But trust me, that I'm gonna get another gig. Or they might step up to you and say, hey, we really like you guys. Can you guys come back and play by yourselves? And then you come back and say, yeah. And then you bring me, and you bring another band. Right. And we keep it going. Keep the window of opportunity going. Even when I perform on stage, I don't know if you ever see me perform live. Mm -hmm. The more people on stage, the merrier. I really don't care, especially when it's my grandfather, especially when it's my last song. Last song, and I, I call a bunch of dudes upstairs on stage, and and it's just like, if I'm bringing someone on stage that can kick it, that's talented, they're gonna shine, but that's gonna make me shine. So at the end of the day, it's the Oski Foundation show. So I don't have a problem with that. I know another, a lot of bands, they would never do that. Right. Or yeah. even let someone they never even heard before come on stage. I like to give opportunities. It makes me happy to see people happy. And I've given bands opportunities that the first time they did a show for me, they didn't get a penny. You know, the second time they got 50 bucks. Now for me to book them, they're three grand. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it is what it is and hopefully they give you the hometown discount man yeah well you know I, I, I've spoken to bands sometimes and they've made that mistake too oh so you gotta talk to my manager now 
Oh. Well, congratulations. You made it. Trying to big league you. Wow. Talk to your manager, huh? Yeah, my manager, she says it. Uh, I said, well, let me tell you how you handle managers. I want you to play on the 17th. It's a month from now. You're going to tell me yes. I'm going to put you in the book. You're going to call your manager, and you're going to tell your manager that you just booked the show with Oski for the 17th, and this is how much you're going to get paid. And then tell your manager to find your other shows. Why should I talk to your manager? I don't know that person. Why do I have to start a new relationship with someone I've known you for five years? If you want to do that manager shit with me, we're good. Tell your manager to call me. I might answer the phone. I might not. You call me, I'm going to answer the phone. I don't know your manager. Well, when you build a relationship with somebody, man, like... they get Sometimes you get bougie. To, 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 to come at you like that. It is what it is. Yeah. And, and you got to have thick skin, like you said. You know, you, you like you said yourself, you've lost friends over it. And it's well, not an easy thing to go from the artist to, like you said, the, the asshole promoter, the asshole. It's not. You can, I, I guarantee you can ask Lou. I mean, and Lou's smart. Lou does what I do. Sometimes I will take the prime spot, the prime time, and give it to another band. And I'll play on the floor. I'll pay in the back And You get it Your band don't get it Your band's like Why are we not playing here Why are we playing back here If it's your show Oski Because it's my show But still We're Sharing the show With five other or Six other Ten other bands And It's It's the right thing to do Honestly, man, it takes it takes a lot of humbleness to to put yourself in that position where it's your show. You know, you can play whatever stage you want, whatever time you want, and you still put yourself. And there was years, there was years that I didn't that I didn't play any of my shows. Right. I didn't. I didn't play any of my shows. I just I, was, was there a specific reason? Did you think it was a bad look, or I thought it was a bad look because it was like, oh, we're playing this show on Friday. Oh, so, you know, he's gonna play at midnight. My my time to play that, that I would love to play and, and bands. 11 o'clock upstairs in a cabaret. 11 o'clock inside anywhere. Anywhere. 11 o'clock. Because I don't, I don't need, I need about a half hour to show what I can do and leave people wanting to buy a CD or want more. You know? That's all, really, man. A half hour set is perfect for me. It's like a nut. <laughs> I wouldn't put it like that. It's like a nut. If you go, if you can go hardcore for a half hour, without stopping, yeah. <laughs> you're good. After that, you're not, anything after that, you're showing off. Uh, oh well. <laughs> after a half hour, it's, it's kind of extra. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, that's one way to do it. Yeah, but um, um is there any other topics? I mean, we've been uh, uh, talking for over an hour, but I, I want to get some more topics going. I like this live stream setup. I, I'm, I'm the only I'm topic. The only it. topic I have right now is it. I just I just want to give a big shout out to my whole family, to my sister Jessica, who's been dealing with a bunch of crazy stuff lately. A shout out to to my mom, who's dealing with you know the death of my dad, and my family that's dealing with all my nieces and nephews, all my kids, you know, all my friends and family. I have over two hundred missed calls on my phone. I have a bunch of texts I haven't got to yet, and just all the love that I've been getting. 
for the passing of my dad. My dad was, he was a father to everyone in the hood. All, to all my friends, all my friends, their parents were divorced and they didn't have a dad. They would call my dad dad, and he's a real special guy. And uh, on you know on that note, I just want to give a shout out to all, all my friends from Hoodstock, Enemy and Kathy. And Raw and all the people involved with that, Ian. And I want to give a big shout out to all, all my rockheads, you know, all the people. Mike, uh, Yader, my partner, queen of the scene. Um, my man, uh, you know, from Rod from Exotic Yayo. And to all the venues that, that support me and to all the people that support me. Um, just give it time, you know. Uh, to all the artists out there, to all the bands, folks, make videos. Make a bunch of videos. Take all your songs while you're sitting around doing nothing and make a music video to it. Put it on YouTube and release it. You get a million views, it's $12,000. Yo, shouts out to Eras One. Did you see their, their Corona music video? No. Oh, come on, man. I have not. Come on, you serious? I have not seen it. They haven't sent it to me on my phone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Maybe we could put it on the air and watch it live together. Yeah, uh, well, I gotta cut I out. That, I gotta cut out soon. Okay, okay. Well, you wanted to do a. Uh, play I want, I want to post a song for my dad. We could run that right now and yeah, and come, uh, sure. All right, so let's take a short break. Let's play that song. This is Box by Oski Foundation. Shouts out to Oski's father. Passed away yesterday. You want to say any more words before we run the song? Um, I just want to thank everyone that was involved with this record. Uh, I have another, I have another miracle going on right now. My friend Dave D. Nashy, the guy that's playing lead guitar in this song, he was in a fetal position for like two years where he couldn't walk. Some of his nerves and some some kind of a, a nervous nervous system that was failing him, and he's starting to walk now. And God bless him. He did uh, the lead guitar and he wrote the solo on the song. I want to thank Victor, my, my compadre, for playing bass. Eli, who played uh, guitar. We had uh, Lazaro Lazaro on drums. And then we had an all-star team assembled for the song. Big Brooklyn Red sang on it. Jennifer Kaiser sang on it. Rochelle Coba. Uh, pa Paola Ospina. We had uh, Richard... Uh, uh, Ryan Sandbrook did the arrangements on it. I mean, this song, it's... There's another version of it by Rick Zweig uh, that he remade it for me. He remade it. And my, this is one of my dad's favorite songs that I wrote. Also co-wrote by, by John uh, John Mayer. Uh, John, John Mayer? Don't John, no. I mean... John Mayer wrote his whole No, 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 no. Uh, John, John Weir. Okay. Who helped I was me like, co-wrote this And a big shout-out to everyone that was involved with the scene when this song came out. And I dedicate this one to my dad and to all my friends and family and fans. Sounds called Box. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's get a few more words while this stupid ad. That's okay. Ad roll so, finishes. Um, Got 10 seconds. Again, I want a big shout out to John Tovar, uh, who was my manager at the time. This, this, this record was recorded at Studio M in University of. We'll be right back, folks. Box by the Foundation. Everybody, I live 
Box, ladies and gentlemen, by the Oski Foundation. I want to thank him for letting me play that. We're going to come back here on the scene. We are back, folks. And uh, that was Box, man, dedicated to, to Oski's father, Jabbo. Man, my condolences to you and your family for sure. I'm sure he's happy up there. He's brought some stuff with him. He's getting the jam going. They're just about to get started. You know, it's That's 8 really o'clock. They're, they're fashionably late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all good. But, yo, Oski, I can't thank you enough for coming out, man. With everything going on right now, all the shows that aren't going on right now, this show is still here. If you know artists that would be down to come and, and talk to me, man, send them my way. You know, I would love to have them. Yeah, yeah it, this is... Let me tell you something, man. Let's get up to the mic. Um, I, I, I appreciate you so much for what you're doing. I know that all this is a work of love, a work of, a work of passion from the heart. Um... So a lot more things that are bigger than money in life, you know. And the coronavirus is showing everybody. Count your blessings. You know, a lot of times I, p- I say life is good. A lot of times when I post that, I'm having the worst day ever. But I post that to remind myself that there are millions of people that would trade my life for their life in a second. There's people that don't have lights. They don't have food. They don't have AC. They don't have a car. They don't have. They don't have a refrigerator. They don't have a bed. And I have all that. And yet, we tend to complain. Stop complaining, folks. Love your family. Love your friends. Hold them. Hold them to your heart. The world can change in one day. And the coronavirus is, is proof of that. And unless we change to adapt for what the change that Mother Nature is giving us so that that goes away, it's never going to go away. So our, our parents, our forefathers, fought in wars where they had to go put their life on the line and shoot at people that are shooting at them. And for us to win this war with this virus, whatever you want to call it, All we have to do is stick to ourselves, social distance, and just hang out with your friends and your family, your your tight circle. And just do that until we can expand the family back to what it was. You know, this is not a a Miami problem. This is not a, a Florida problem. This is not a United States problem. This is a worldwide problem. And unless the world gets on the same page, it's never going to go away. So for all you musicians, if you want to get back to work, patrol that, you know. See people without a mask, hey, please put on your mask. We want you to live. It's We want you to live. My day job, people come and touching stuff. I'm like, dude, do me a favor, don't touch the parts. I don't know who touched those before you. I do know because we spray everything down, but just to keep the spread of the virus. You know, I got my mask right here. You know, I put it on. I got my hand sanitizer in that bag, and I got gloves there. My paranoid? No. But, you know, I'm a big boy. I'm going to be 52 in October. 
If I catch the Rona, chances are it's going to kill me. You know? My dad died of it. My dad didn't die selling ice cream in the streets of Brooklyn. You know? He didn't die selling ice cream in the streets of Miami. You know? He didn't die from partying too hard, partying too much, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, doing alcohol, doing drugs. He didn't die from none of that. He died from some disease that was started in China. And some way, somehow, it found them. So, guys, you guys want to make music? You guys want to get back to a normal life? Just protect yourself. Protect your family. The government's not going to do nothing for you. That's for sure. You already know you're on your own. If I was the president, I'd say, listen, you guys, you're on your own. You know, those that are going to live are going to make a stronger America. Basically. It's a sad reality, but you're on your own. This hopefully, hopefully check that they're cutting is not doing shit. Yeah, for I, have, I haven't got a stimulus check. I haven't got a nothing check. And I've been working since I was five. So on that note, I want to thank you, the throne. I want to thank. Amen. You know, it's nothing. You, you know, it's nothing. Yeah, I no. want to thank the band You Know for being so awesome. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Thank, Honestly, y'all for, thank you for putting us on, man. You I'm put gonna, us on uh, our first I'm, show. I'm going to tell you guys something. The reason I know that, you got to get out of here. So No, no, no. Okay, perfect. The reason that, that, I, that I fuck with you, the reason that I mess with you, the reason why I mess with eras, the reason why I mess with 100,000 pounds, the reason why I mess, I mess with The Lived, the reason why I mess with all the bands I mess with, these guys are good. If you wasn't good, we would have no conversations at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. Yeah. And what do I do for a living? I put shows together with bands that I like. And you know, you've seen us have some good sets. You've seen us have some bad sets. No, no. But I, we have I, had I, some no, of listen, our no. best sets at some of your shows. The man. best, the best set by far. The best set I've ever seen. Do not say the queen one. I have to, no, bro. I have no, to. Dude. It just that showed. Listen, not it, to it, our standard. Look, is how look, I'll put it just it. showed me. It just showed me how. No, that show period was awesome. The the show, the whole yeah, show, the whole our show. set was no, not no. Listen to I, our standard. I I, I was walking through the crowd as I always do. A lot of bands give me slack. It's like, oh, see, you don't watch the bands. I'm like, I'm working, bro. You know. I, I've seen the band. I see you sometimes with your phone. I see yeah, you. no, no, but then that's for your <coughs> Facebook content, though, motherfucker. When you guys, <laughs> when, wait, wait, when you guys played, I was stuck there the whole set. I could not walk away. Why? First of all, Mr. Moreno, yeah, on the vocals, yeah. Oh my God, I'm like, what? Yeah, that's his favorite band, bro. I was like, Queen what? Is his I was band. like, what? He's and got range, bro. He don't no, look like he was it. good. He's good. He's good. He's got range. He's and good. And Vince on the keyboards was nasty. Well, on the piano. And then there was oh, another man. show we did where there's a, a a band. They dressed up as it was a Halloween show. They dressed up as Queen. They dressed up as Queen. I think it was the same show. There was a band that was dressed up as Queen. There, they had a chubby guy. Yeah, as, him, as Freddie him, Mercury. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't see their set. No, but wait, wait, wait. I saw no, him. Listen, I listen, him. him. So now listen. With the Adidas and everything. No, listen. So that's what I'm talking about. They did. They did. They did. They did wait. They did a Paul McCartney cover. 
that blew me away. And I'm going to tell you this song goes, um, it was Band on the Run. Oh, man. That's a no, great no, no. It was, song. No, it, was, it wasn't a Band on the Run. It was, Mama and I. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Da, da, it's on that album. It's on that album. Da, da, da. What's the name of that? Is it song? Jet? Jet. Jet. Love that fucking song. Bro, bro. And this is the one thing that I regret. The one thing that I regret the most about doing these shows. And I don't know why I haven't done it. Is I didn't hire someone with a video camera to document the whole night. There's so many shows that I've seen in the description. We will be documenting this, and there will be some kind of video coming out afterwards. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest, I never see it. Maybe it's because it's pixels. <laughs> Maybe it's because it went through <laughs> pixels. But yo, there's so many. How many kryptonites have said that? Oh, in the description? they all say. They yeah, all say. no hola, coño. They all say. I read that shit. I read the fine print. I'll no, speak. they all. They all say. So but where is it? I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Before you get out of here. You know I want to do this. So this is <laughs> where this, the fuck right, is so the footage. This is this is this is what I wanted to do, and maybe I could do it. You know, yeah. I want to do. I wanted the bands to pull out their camera, and tape themselves for the moment they wake up that day. To the moment they get on stage, and then take all that footage and put it together and do like you know, yeah, and call the series day of the show. That's kind of dope. Because you, what happens, you'll wake up and you'll be like, yeah, all right, so we're making this footage for this thing. There's my drum set. I just finished cleaning it. Da, da, da. And now you have your Mr. Moreno. Oh, I'm getting my throat ready for tonight. <laughs> you know, he's singing. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. put that all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make like a little. Like a vlog. A little 20 minute. Like docu-series on like day in the life of yeah. show yeah. day. A twenty. We're gonna call it a film. That's dope, man. A short uh, film. A film. The day of the show. Sunset Festival. And just exactly. have them all together. And just have all that edited. And up. then the end of it shows all the sets. And then at the end of the show, what you guys had to do to play that show that day. That would be sick. So dude. now I'm loading this fucking equipment in the car, and I hate you, Oski. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yo, um, I just wanted because there's there was one show specifically. It was called like Churchill's Live or something. That like one that. we did. We did the recordings. Oh, where I, we played a a song that we we had waited so long to debut it. We played it that night, and, and I was, think we played it great. And I've been dying to see the footage, and it's um, nowhere to be seen. When I get home, nowhere to be found. No, what happened was that I had a recorder stolen from my car. Okay, I've that, had like five days. I've had like no like a week, like a couple of days there that had those songs on it. I've had I've had like three or four DR50s. They're the best thing, little Tascam digital recorder. Yeah. Stolen. Super clear. Yeah, oh well, I've lost them, but I have the, I have the little insert and um. We tried to mix the the live sound, with Rat's house sound, and it, it didn't it didn't mesh right. So that's something else that I would like to do again, like an MTV unplugged style, some candles. Not too many people, and we're just laying down on some couches or on some big fat pillows, in around like the genie's bottle. Put the band in the middle, and everybody's sitting around, social distancing. If you're gonna be with your chick, you know, with your chick on your lap, laying up, maybe even build some couches for it or something, just with a lot of pillows. But 
so many venues that we took for granted, man. But in these times, uh, I'm just excited for whatever shows we got coming down the pipe, whether it's Oski or not. You know what I'm saying? I know you're going to continue to do your thing. Um, I know all the bands are working behind the scenes, getting their album done. Born Beneath is in the studio. It was one is in the studio. We're working on some shit. So there's nothing else to do. You have to go in the studio. That, right, exactly. Again, YouTube is the radio station of the future. <clears throat> on that note, folks. Um, again, thank you, JC, for having me. Thank yes. you yes. to everyone in the scene. Shout out to all my friends and family. It's all good. It's uh, all one love. One time for Jabo. One time shout out for all my creative element, the land connection, a continental, and. You know, thank you to all those that believed in me. Shout out to my kids and shout out to my family. And shout out to all my rock family, all my rock bands, all my artist bands. I love you guys all and I miss you guys dearly. I really do. I think um, on that note, Oski, man, I want to thank you for coming out. If you don't follow Oski on social media, Oski Foundation, check them out on YouTube. Their music is there. Live footage is there uh, on Facebook. We're going to have any kind of show updates up there. Yeah. So make sure you all follow that. If you don't follow me on Instagram, the Throne Podcast with uh, underscores in between, make sure you follow us there. Make sure you like on Facebook. If you're watching this live stream right now and you haven't liked us on Facebook, there's a problem. For I sure. think Oski would agree. Uh, but sure. on that note, man, Oski, again, thank you so much uh, for no, coming thank out. You.